Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. And in Matthew the 16th chapter, 24th verse, it says this, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him first deny himself. That's the first thing. Deny yourself. Somebody say deny yourself. Then he wants you to take up his cross. He wants you to deny yourself first. He wants you to take up a cross. That would be hard enough. How many of you know that's hard enough? How many of you know it's hard to deny yourself? Huh? Then he says, not only do I want, I want you to deny yourself, but I want you to pick up this hard thorn riddle. See, crosses were not, you know, these nice little smooth stuff you get, like wood you get from Lowe's. It was hard. It was thorny. It was, it was painful. It was heavy. He said, I want you to pick up your cross. You know, and some of us can do that. I'm going to pick it up. But he said, not only do I want you to do that, I want you to pick up that cross and I want you to follow me. I mean, I want you to walk with this burden. I want you to walk with this weight. I want you to walk with this pain. Those splinters uh, that, that are, are, are piercing in your shoulder. I want you to walk and I want you to follow me. You don't know where I'm going, but I want you to trust me enough to follow me. And I want you to do it all with a cross on your back. This is what Jesus is saying. Here's what he said. He said, for whoever would save his life is the one that's going to lose it. You're trying to preserve your life. You're, you're trying to drink everything. You're trying to eat everything. You're trying to, is that, is it, is that genetically modified? And uh, I got to make sure I drink this much water. God, and Jesus said, those of you that do all that stuff to try to save this flesh, you're going to end up losing it. And am I saying don't work out? No, no. I, I work out about two or three times a week. I'm saying we should take care of these temples. But what Jesus said, if you focus on catering to this flesh, you're going to end up losing it. He said, anybody who would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he said, you're going to find life when you lose life. <laughs> for what will it profit a man to gain all the accruements and all the jewels and all the treasure of this world and lose his soul? You know what the soul is, your mind, your will, and your emotions. That means that mean somebody could have a billion dollars in a bank and it's, it's dark in their soul and they've lost it all. Consequently, somebody on the other end could, could, could only have two, two pennies to rub together, but they have joy in their soul. Jesus said, this world means nothing. I got streets paved with gold when you get there. Don't be fighting and fussing and, and worrying about stuff, how you're going to make ends meet and all that stuff. I'm the provider. He said, For, uh, 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 foxes have dens, birds have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Are you sure you want to follow me? 
Are you sure you're going to follow me? He said, oh, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? I want to speak from a topic thing for a few minutes. I won't be long at all. A topic called free fall. Somebody say free fall. Free fall. I want you to understand what free fall is. See, a lot of people talk about what well, their life is just in a free fall. That means they don't have control. And you know, anybody know one thing happened after another? The, you know, uh, you, you, you get your car repossessed, and then your cat come and scratch you. And then, then, then your child say, I'm sick. And then, then they tell you, we're going to have to down, that downsize your position. You got to take less hours. Anybody ever been in a free fall before? Say, Lord, when is bottom going to hit it? And, 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 and Lord, look, it seems like, look, what, what is it? I'm doing everything I can. God said, that is exactly where I want you. You have to understand that, that people who are, who are divers, the reason, you say, why would they put themselves in danger? That, there, there is a five to eight second window when, when they jump out of a plane where you are in complete weightlessness. You are in complete, uh, uh, you, you're free and you're, it's a euphoric feeling. And that's the reason that divers always do it. They, 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 get, they go up 14,000 feet. And they, and, they, and they put on two parachutes and they risk their life for five to eight seconds of freedom. I've never done it before. I like to do it before I leave this earth. That's one of my, one of my bucket list items that I just want to sense it and I want to feel it once and for all. But God saying that, God said, I give a physical metaphor for what I want you to do in your mind and in your spirit. But nobody will ever experience it unless you jump out and you let go. Somebody say, let go. I want you to turn your attention to the screen. And there's a little video I want to watch. I want you to watch. I know we've been watching a lot of videos today, but if you would just, if you would just watch this screen, there's a little, little two and a half minute snippet I want you to see. Y'all can sit down, amen? And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about this free fall. Skydiving is a really interesting confront with fear. <laughs> I gotta stand up, I'm sorry, I gotta stand up. You go out the night before and you, you know, you take a drink with your friends and somebody says, yeah, we should go skydiving tomorrow. And you go, yeah, we'll go skydiving tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and you go, yeah, and everybody goes, yeah. And you go home by, you by yourself, you're like, hmm. So then that night you're laying in your bed and you just keep, <laughs> You're terrified. You keep imagining over and over again jumping out of an airplane, and you can't figure out why you would do that. So you get there, and then you have this safety brief. And you're standing there, and the guys will tell you, well, if the chute doesn't open, what's going to happen is you're doing you. Well, what, what could happen? So you get onto the airplane, and you're sitting there, and, and you know, it's extra because you're sitting on some dude's lap, some stranger, <laughs> trying to make small talk. Yeah, man. You so you do, you'd, be, you'd be jumping with people all the time, huh? <laughs> so you fly and you go up to 14,000 feet and somebody opens the door. And in that moment, you realize you've never been in a freaking airplane with the door open. <laughs> terror, 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 terror. And then people start going out of the airplane. And the guy walks you up to the end 
of the thing and you're standing and your toes are on the edge and you're looking out down to death. They say on three. and he pushes you on two because people grab on three. And you fall out of the airplane. And in one second, you realize that it's the most blissful experience of your life. You're flying. There's zero fear. You realize at the point of maximum danger, is the point of minimum fear. The lesson for me was, why were you scared in your bed the night before? What do you need that fear for? Everything up to the stepping out, there's actually no reason to be scared. And then in that moment, all of a sudden, where you should be terrified is the most blissful experience of your life. And God placed the best things in life on the other side of fear. Hey Amen. Y'all put your hands together for that. Listen. Did y'all hear that? God placed the best things in life on the other side of fear. Now, now y'all can say what you want. Well, Will Smith might be like, look. Listen, God place. Can y'all put your hands together, amen, for our Baptist amen. I wanted y'all to show, I wanted to show y'all that so y'all could understand that your place of safety is not the place where you're going to fulfill what God has called you to do. That the best thing, the thing that he has for you is on the other side of that fear. It's on the other side. Somebody say, it's on the other side. It's on the other side of that fear. That's the reason, that's the reason the enemy wants to make us fearful. I always tell you like, like the analogy of a junkyard dog. The only reason the, the junkyard dog is barking because he's protecting something of value on the other side of that fence. And the devil will put, the devil will put fear. There were all, like I said a couple weeks ago, there will always be giants in the land protecting your place of promise. us has shrugged back all because we were afraid. Afraid of what people are going to say. Afraid of failure. Afraid of that, that I'm going to look crazy. And I'm going to, let me tell you, normal is easy. Do you hear me? Being average is easy. It's safe. But you're never going to experience true bliss. You're never going to experience true satisfaction being normal. It may be safe, and maybe you are a risk-averse person, but you can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, I'm going to be safe, and then get at the end of your journey and look back with regret. You can't have it both ways. God said, I put your destiny on the outside of safety. And Jesus said it like this. 
to anybody that wants to follow me. That's cool. You want to follow me? I need you to deny yourself. I need, I need, you, to, I need you to starve yourself of your comforts. I need you to starve yourself of what, of what, of the things that, that make you feel good and being around people that are yes people, that are bobbleheads and always stroking your ego. No, I need to put you in some rooms where you feel like you're the dumbest person around, that you're scared to speak up. God said, that's where I'm stretching you. That's where I'm stretching you. That's where I'm going to, that's where I'm going to prove that I'm God to you when you come at the end of your ability, but you're too afraid to jump out because you realize that it's danger. Let me tell you, there's a risk of staying where you are too. So since you're at risk, you might as well jump out and trust God. So it's three things I just want to remind you. God has some questions he want to ask you. Why won't you jump? If you believe in me, if you believe that I'm your God, if you believe that you're the head and not the tail, if you believe that, that, that like Jeremiah 29 11, that I, I know the plans I have for you, I plans to, plans to prosper you and, and give you an expected end, if you know that I've called you to do the exploits, what is keeping you from jumping? Save, but you won't jump. Sanctify, but you won't jump. Feel with the Holy Ghost can chase a devil past hell, but you won't jump. And we'll make up excuses. Well, you know, that just wasn't God's plan for me. He wouldn't have put it in your heart if he didn't expect you to jump with it. God, God don't play games to show you the stuff. But we're thinking that God's going to bring it to us. God said, you got to jump out. That jumping is faith. Do you know how much faith they have to exhibit in that man who's done, who probably done a thousand plus jumps? They had to put faith in the plane that it was going to take off and be up there. They had to put, they had to put faith in a parachute in the net. They had to put faith in their training. Faith is not faith unless there's act corresponding action with it. Amen? Listen, so the God is saying, why won't you jump? Here, 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 here's one thing I want you to write down for my note takers. Proof of your belief in a thing is your willingness to commit to it. I'm going to say that again. Oh, I know I was just saying a cuss word. Uh, The proof of your belief in a thing is your willingness to commit to it. Oh, I believe, I I believe, I believe. But when you go commit to it, when you go to commit to it, Brother Tim, bring bring me that chair right there, the white one. I'm I'm, going to tell y'all that y'all have selective commitment. I'm I'm, going to show you right now, you got selective commitment. Y'all tell me what is this? Uh, it ain't, it ain't, no, ain't, no, ain't no trick question. What is it? <laughs> I ain't trying to be deep. It's a chair. Y'all are doing it right now. Y'all are exercising faith right now. Y'all got faith in these chairs that they're going to support you. So therefore, you throw the weight of your faith and you sit in it. So you have selective, <laughs> you have selective exercising of your faith. But when it comes to a diagnosis, oh, that, that's, that, that, that's too weak for me to lay my faith on. How many drove a car over here today? We turned the ignition or pushed the button of ignition. Do you realize in that engine, it is controlled chaos going on? Do you realize that there is gas going in a chamber? There is actually an explosion that takes place 
which creates energy to move your car forward. You're exercising faith all the time. And, and you are trusting that 22 to 32 pounds of air in rubber is going to hold you up at speeds. And y'all know, y'all know, if y'all like me, you, your speed limit is about 60 to 70. And you're driving 60 to 70 miles an hour on four tubes of rubber with air in them. And you say you don't have faith. And you're changing lanes with people that are drunk, that are high, that are playing with their phones. We take risks and we exercise our faith every day. But when it comes to our destiny and our future, we shrimp, we shrivel away from what God has called us. And God said, I need you to jump. You're taking risk every day. Some of y'all are working 14 days with faith. People ain't even putting money in your hand. You're looking every other Friday morning, trusting that them people's faith and fidelity, that they're going to deposit money in your account. Don't tell me you don't have faith. You have selective faith. You pick and choose what you want to put your faith in. And God is saying that that same energy and that same faith that you put in that car, that same energy and that same faith that you put in your bank account and your employer, God said, all I ask for is a mustard seed amount of faith. But faith requires a corresponding action. It makes a demand that you've got to do something. Faith that is unused is no good to the kingdom of God. And some of us, God has placed us in situations that has made a demand on us to jump. And we backed away. We blamed on other people. We said people ain't going to like me. People say it is not the right time. God said there is never going to be a perfect time. I've got a scripture for you. Somebody get this check for our trip. You know, y'all ain't going to be putting me on YouTube. Talking about I didn't trip. <laughs> Uh, Deuteronomy 6 and 5 says this y'all you shall love the Lord God with all of your heart with all of your soul that means your mind will and your emotions and all of your strength that means that means I want you to I want you to I want you to serve me I want you to follow me with your heart I want you to follow me with your mind your will and your emotions and I want you to serve me with your physical energy that I gave you and some in some kind of way we realize that God I'll give you my heart but I'm not going to give you my time I give you my attention, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, when, when, when the preachers say it's time to sow into the kingdom of God, I can't do that because I can't put my weight on that part of you yet. I don't trust you yet. I can't sit down on that. And God is saying, when you jump, I got you. There are some people, you already got business plans. You done been, to, you done been to, to, to every seminar. You done been to, to down to the Chamber of Commerce. You done researched everything. But the only thing that is missing is you jumping. Some, of them, some people in this room, God, God has put, say, I'm going to put you in this place. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you can't go out there and just start being a bootleg nurse. You can't go out there and be a bootleg doctor or, or a lawyer or whatever it is. You got to go to school and the, and the thought of school terrifies you. Because it's been so long and I wasn't good at math when I did that. And I wasn't and I wasn't. God don't care about what you were. God called, God said, when I spoke that word into you, I put everything that pertains to life and godliness. And I wouldn't have spoken that word in you if there wasn't a seed that would produce that harvest that I put in you. 
I said, I'm waiting on you to jump. I'm waiting on you to jump. We will find scripture. Oh, oh, wise man count up the cost before it go to war. That all that 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 is to put a governor on people who are just reckless. But you don't have a problem with recklessness. You got a problem of fear of the unknown. God said it's time to jump today. I'm glad y'all quiet. Y'all thinking. Touch your name and tell them just jump. God said this. Why should I commit to something that you want? I'll say it again. Why should I commit to something that you want? See, the word of God, see, this is a reciprocal gospel. Given it shall be given unto you. Anything you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven, but you got to bind it in earth first. Anything you loose, loose in earth, I'll loose in heaven. So we are the initiators. We are the starters. And God said, if you are not willing to commit to it, then why should I? It's a reciprocal thing. If you're not willing to commit to working this marriage out, why should we ask God to bless it? If, if you're not willing to use some self-control, not, not put every tenderloin and every Krispy Kreme donut down your throat, why should God bless you with good health? Come on, y'all. Sometimes, sometimes this doesn't make too much sense. We can miss it when it makes too much sense. God said, why would, why would you want me to commit the good that I have when you're not willing to be a, a good partner and commit to what you have? We understand that. Whenever we're in a relationship, you know when the relationship get one-sided. You're the only one calling. You're the only one seeing about them. You're the only one taking people out to dinner. After a while, there's got to be some reciprocity. There's got to be saying, you give a little, I give a little. And it, it, it may not be a formal agreement, but we come with the expectation that there's going to be some sacrifice on, on both ends. How is it that we come to God and we expect God to do everything. We expect God to peek over the seals of heaven and rain down blessing and we are unwilling to commit to what we're asking him to bless. I said I'm asking you to jump. I'm just asking you to jump. That's all I'm asking you to do. The second part that Jesus said here in 26, he says for what profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in return or exchange for the soul? The second question is, are you willing to make the exchange? Some of us, we have sized up on what it's going to take. But we have surmised in our minds that I'm not willing to make that exchange. Y'all understand what I'm saying? We, under, we, 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 we exercise that in commerce all the time. Y'all know me, I, I like shoes. <laughs> Y'all pray for your pastor. I like shoes. But there are some shoes, I look at the price, and I'm not willing to make that exchange. Y'all understand that. Y'all, everybody got a favorite thing that they like. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, I would love to, tomorrow morning to wake up in Aruba. Amen. Anybody want to go with me? But when I look online at the price, and I look at what my priorities, I'm not willing to make that exchange. And God is saying the next thing, the, the, where, yeah, what I spoke to you is true. I called you there. Yeah, but are you willing to pay the price? Jesus was saying, he said, look, he said, you got to pick up your cost. You got to follow me. You got to deny yourself. He said, for what profit a man to gain all the stuff in this, uh, uh, all the, all the stuff in this world and lose his soul? And what profit a man that is unwilling to make the exchange? And God is making the demand. He said, I called you to greatness, but greatness has an exchange rate with it. Oh, people, people, people love to clap for, 
for Tiger Woods. And people love to clap for LeBron James. And people love to clap for Serena Williams. And, and people say, oh, man, I wish I had. But are you willing to make the exchange? And let me speak to the people who are talented in this room. See, the worst thing you can be sometimes is a person with talent but no commitment. Because you realize, you know, whenever I show up, I can, I, you know, I can dust myself off and, you know, I'm a quick thinker and, and you know, I got the gift of gab and, you know, I don't have to study and, and, I, and then, and then, and so what you end up doing, people who don't have the talent would kill to have your talent, but a person with work ethic and commitment can make it further than a person with talent and no commitment. God said, what is your, where's your commitment? I called you. I, I, I want to put you in the boardroom. But you, you realize that the people in the boardroom stay up all the night sometimes and drink, drink a cup of coffee just so they can be alert to, to, to spit out those figures and those facts to be in the boardroom? Are you willing to make the exchange? Everybody wants the end result, but are we willing to make the exchange? And so I'm not, I'm not asking you to just throw yourself in something. What I'm challenging you to do is whatever jumping looks like to you, you need to jump. You need to commit to it. The graveyard is full of people that were unwilling to commit. Unwritten books. Unstarted foundations of people who were too scared to commit. Somebody say, I'm going to jump. The last thing I want to share with you. God says, put the calculator away. <laughs> so it tells somebody, put the calculator away. What do you mean by that, Pastor Tony? Some of us are so analytical. Some of us are, okay, God, you're going to do it like this. So that means I've got to make sure I'm here. And I've got to do this. We are so calculating. We are not open to the wind that God is blowing, that it may change direction, and we're so married to some script that we know that God, this is how you're going to do it. Am I telling you to not plan? No, I am not telling you that. But what I'm saying is, God is saying that, that if, if, if you put your calculator away, because here's, here's the truth. The truth is, you don't know what's going to happen next anyway. Am I telling you to be reckless and wake up, you know, zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay? No, I'm not telling you to do that. It is prudent for us to have strategy and a plan. But out of how many, you know, out of all the planning you can do, there is something that's going to happen that you can't account for. God said, look, 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 put the calculator away and trust me. See, faith is, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I do know it's going to work out. Faith says, I don't, know how, I don't know how the tuition is going to get paid, but I do know that you are a provider. And I do know that I've been young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seed bed for bread. And you are the owner of the cattle and the hill. And if you need to kill one of them to get resources to your children, I believe that you, God, are a provider. It ain't my business how you do it. My concern is that you do it. And he's able to do it. Somebody say jump. Ecclesiastes, excuse me. Ecclesiastes 11 and 4 says, He who observes the wind will not sow. 
and he who regards the clouds will not reap. Now, this is an agricultural analogy. What he's, what he's saying is, if you, if you are waiting for perfect conditions, how, how many of y'all ever had a case of the as soon as eyes? Huh? <laughs> as soon as I get all this parting out of me, I'm going to come to the Lord. As soon as I do, you know, as soon as I, as soon as I, as soon as I, we are waiting for perfect conditions to jump. And God saying there is never going to be a perfect condition. The devil is always going to bring something. Well, you're not this. You're not that. You're too old. You're too skinny. You're too fat. Your hairline too far back. The devil's going to tell you something all the time to let you know to keep you from committing to jump. God said the man that considers the wind, he is never going to sow. Meaning today is the day to follow the Lord's instruction. Today is the day. He said, when I tell you, that is mean. That means I've given you a green light to start it. Now, starting may look one, like one way for some and one way for another. It may mean to go down to, to, go down to the register of deeds and, and file for your business or file for your patent. For some, it may, you may have to call some mentors and learn how to do something. But God, for God's sake, do something. I said, it's time to jump. And this ain't going to make nobody shout today, but I am challenging you. We just saw these people on the screen today that are starving for the word. And we are so obese with the word. We live in the information age where you can find out anything that you want to know. And it's been all these years and you still waiting. question to you is when are you going to jump? When are you going to jump? The last thing is everybody is standing. God says, and God talks to me like this, God says, you trust me or no? Nah? Do you trust me or no? Nah? There is, there is no gradient of trusting him. Either you trust me or you don't trust me. Either you believe in me or you don't believe in me. And like I said, the belief in the thing is validated by your commitment to it. So God is saying, do you trust me enough to jump? trust me and, and jumping may mean a plethora of things to everybody in this room but everybody has something that you need to jump for you may think you're too old you may think you're too young you may think your time has passed you may think you're not educated enough but there is something in your heart that you know you need to jump for can I see the hands that anybody been reminded of the thing that you need to jump for I don't know what jumping is for you. God said, trust your training. See, after a while, they practice that stuff so much that it becomes instinctual. And I hear the Lord saying that they trust your training. Trust what I put in you. Trust that I've got you. The last scripture I want, to, I, want, I want to share with you is Deuteronomy, the 32nd chapter and 11th verse. And this is what God is doing for us. He says, like an eagle 
that stirs up its nest, that flutters over its young, spreading out its wings. Look at this, catching them and bearing them on its pinions. What am I saying? Birds, when it's time for their young, their young eaglets to fly, they do what, Lord, some of us parents need to do. We can learn from eagles. They make it uncomfortable for the young eaglets to stay in the nest. Woo! You know why? Because a, you know what a nest is made of, up of? The mother goes get a bunch of branches and sticks with jagged edges. A nest isn't like our home. It's not like a couch. It's a place that's comfortable. She'll go get straw and she'll make it come. And so what, what she will do, what, what she will do is, what the mother eagle will do, she will start stirring up. So all of a sudden, the, eagle, the, the little eagle baby that's over there comfortable, one of those branches poke them. And they get bruised over here. And she said, no, it's time for you to fly. It's time for you to jump. But even, even though you don't know it, you're an eagle. You're an eagle. And when you get put in the right situation, your eagleness will come to life. And God said, I know what's in you. That's the reason you've been uncomfortable. That's the reason you've been uncomfortable on that job. Because I've called you to more. I've called you to jump. And so I'm stirring up the nest. The place that you were comfortable, that may have been the place that God even, you even prayed for. But God said you got too comfortable in it, and I need you to soar. I need you to soar. And you're never going to soar if I make it comfortable in your nest. And so God said, I'm stirring things up. Somebody do your hands like that. God said, I'm stirring things up in your life. People you used to, you used to, you, you used to rely on, they're not answering your calls anymore. People that, you, that, people that say, I'm going to be your doorway, just call on me when you need me, and I'll get you through that door. Come on, y'all keep doing that. Y'all keep doing that. God, God, God said, God said, I dried up some connections. I dried up some relationships because I was stirring you up. Because as long as you had them, as long as you were there, as long as you were in the place of comfort, you are never going to soar like an eagle that I called you to be. He loves you enough to disturb you. Some of y'all been binding the devil. The devil, I bind you up in my life. I bind you up. No, 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 no. That ain't the devil. That's God stirring up your nest. He's stirring up your nest. He said, I, you are more than what you are, you are, you are living at. Yeah, I called you to higher. I called you to deeper. I called you to do more. I called you to do exploits. And you're never going to get there in the comfort of the nest. God said, I need you to jump. I need you to jump. Here's the last thing I want to share with you. God said, I'm the good father. Y'all got that last picture? Can y'all put that up there? You don't have it? You don't have it? What I have wanted them to share, and I sent it to them real late. 
is a father. Any little kid in here? Come here. Anybody got a little kid? Anybody want to trust their baby to me? Come on, come on, come on. Come on up here with them, Jarvis. Y'all put your hands together for Jarvis and little Jarvis. I just want to, I, I, I want you, I want you to, and I'm glad as a father and son because I, I want y'all to see the, see the example. Boy, looking just like your daddy. Come here. Jarvis, you stay down there. You stay down there. You doing all right, man? He said yes. Stay, stay right here, Jarvis. And face him. Face him. Now, that's your daddy? You trust your daddy? You do? You trust him? You trust him that if you jump off this, he gonna catch you? Y'all see what this child say? Because he's known this man every day of his life. He knows his character. And he knows that if I jump, daddy's gonna catch me. realize that God called us to have childlike faith? He don't want your grown dramatic faith. He just wants you. He wants childlike faith. Stoop down a little bit so it's a real, it's a real jump phone. Just squat down. Now, you, you think daddy can catch you? You believe, you believe he gonna catch you? Now, don't, no, no, don't, no, don't. My whole sermon hinges on this point right here. So I need, I need you, you. Come on, straight. Come on, you got it? No pressure. I want you to start right here, okay? And I want you to run, okay? You believe daddy gonna catch you? You don't think he gonna drop you, do you? Nope. Ready? One, two, three. Go, 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 go. Come on, y'all put your hands together. That's what God is saying. If you jump, I got you. If you jump, I got you. If you go back to school, I make sure I pay the tuition. If you if, if, if you start the business, I'll make sure I'll give you the clientele. All I need you to do is jump. That's all God is wanting you to do. Come on, encourage somebody, tell them jump. Come on, you got it in you. 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 God needs you to jump. God needs you to jump. The next move is when you jump. The next miracle is going to happen when you jump. All the jumpers make some noise in this room. You will experience free fall. It's going to be scary at first. I, I, I am not going to lie to you. It's going to be scary when you're on the edge. When you open it up that business for the first day and you're expecting people to, to come in that place, it's, 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 it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary. I'm not going to lie to you say it's not going to be absent of fear, but do it afraid. That first day of school, when you're looking around and you got shoes older than half of your classmates, and you're going to feel, Lord, what did I got myself into? Settle yourself and know that daddy's got you. Can we pray? Let's hold hands. God, we thank you. 
we thank you, Lord, that you would come with us with a message that would challenge us. That you not only care about our spirit that we go to heaven, but you want us to live a victorious life on the way to heaven. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are stirring up our nest. We thank you, Lord, that you put, Lord, you, you, you could have you spoiled us as children and put what we had in our laps, but you put what you have for us on the other side of fear. <laughs> and Lord, we won't be afraid because we know that you are with us. Lord, we ask you right now, Lord, to give us boldness as a lion. Lord, don't let us consider the wind or the rain because when you say to do it, God, you will make a way out of no way. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, right now that we let inhibitions go. We let past failures go. We let what people are going to think about us go. We let all those things go. We let the what ifs, and I'm about to, and I'm fit to. We let all those things go, God, and we throw caution to the wind, God, and we're going to jump. Lord, we want to experience free fall. We want to experience the bliss and the weightlessness. Lord, for in that true weightlessness, Lord, in that true weightless, God, you have us. You are carrying us on your wing, God. You are carrying us in the wind, God. And there's no need to work. There is no need to toil. There is no need to struggle when we're in, when we're in the wind of your presence, God. Lord, when we jump, Lord, we just ask, Lord, that you catch us. You're the good father, and you, just like that father that was at this altar, God, he would not let his son fall, God. And, Lord, we know that your record is good with us, and whatever we choose to do, God, we know that you will not drop us, for you're a good father. We thank you, Lord, for strategy. We thank you, Lord, for boldness. We thank you, Lord, for clarity. And we promise today, God, that we will jump. We'll jump back in grad school. We'll jump and start that business. We'll jump and we'll, and we'll start that foundation. Whatever it is, God, we'll jump and we'll call a wayward son and daughter, God. Whatever jumping is for us, God, we, will, we promise you, God, that we won't bring shame to your name, God. But we will jump. And we will experience the free fall the bliss of weightlessness but we're not doing it under our own strength for it's not by might it's not by power but by my spirit saith the Lord we thank you Lord for speaking to us challenging us today we thank you Lord that this message will continue to resonate in our spirits that it will continue to challenge us Lord that we shall be jumpers we, we will not be idle. We will not be sedentary. We will not just sit and wait for you to move, God. Lord, but we know that you are a responsive God. That if we do what we can only do, that you will do what only you can do. We thank you for it. And we count it done and so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, put your hands together if you receive that word today. Come on, can you hug somebody? Tell them you can jump. You can jump. Tell them God's got you when you jump. Come on, hug somebody, encourage them. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, praise the name of Jesus.
Amen. Amen. We pray for our dear brother that's about to jump, God. Hallelujah. Anybody about, anybody about to jump? Come on, stretch your hands towards this brother. I believe when God comes for one, he comes for all. I thank you, Lord, right now that, Lord, you, he's been building everything a long time. And I thank you, Lord, that when he jumps, <laughs> you're going to validate everything that he's done. In the name of Jesus, we join our faith with our brother. And we, we believe and we expect God you to catch him when he jumps. Come on, anybody else about to jump in this place? Come on, if you got something that you're really about to jump, come up here real quick. Come up here real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. In the name of Jesus, catch her when she jumps, God. Catch her when she jumps. Catch her, catch her when she jumps. Catch her when she jumps. Come on, come on, come on. Anybody else, catch her when she jumps, God. Oh, God, provide everything. You are the provider. You're the great I am. Catch them when they jump, God. Catch my brother when they jump. Catch that brother. Come on, come on. Woo. Catch her when she jumps, God. Catch her when she jumps. Catch her when she jumps. Catch her when she jumps. Somebody stay with me. Catch her when she jumps. Oh, yes, yes. Catch her when she jumps, God. Catch her when she jumps. In the name of Jesus. Catch my brother when he jumps. Catch her, catch her. Catch them all when they jump, God. In him. Bless you. God's gonna catch you. Oh yeah, God's gonna catch y'all. Oh yeah, He's gonna catch y'all. He's gonna catch you in the name of Jesus. Every dream, every provision is already made. Catch her, God. In the name of Jesus. Every dream shall come to pass. Every dream. Oh God, that dream is on the other side of that jump. That dream is on the other side of that jump. That dream is on the other side of you jumping. That dream is on the other side of you jumping. You can do it. You will succeed. You won't look like a fool. God said, yep, yep. Yes, God. Yes, God. When you jump, when you jump, when you jump, he's making you uncomfortable because it's time to jump. He's making you uncomfortable because it's time to jump. Yep, yep. Yeah, you can move on. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Jump. Jump, and I'm about to soar. I'm about to 
soar. I'm about to soar. God made me an eagle, and he stirred my nest up just enough. He aggravated me just enough to jump. Come on. Praise the Lord. Today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.